welcome to Wine Road, the wine, when, and where of Northern Sonoma County. I'm your host, Marcy Gordon, with Beth Costa, Executive Director of the Wine Road. Today's show is sponsored by Ron Rubin Winery. Without their financial support, we would not be here recording today. They've come to our rescue and are sponsoring our podcast for the entire year. We encourage you to get to know them. Check out their website by visiting ronrubinwinery.com. Welcome to episode 153. Today our guest is John Vizlay from Vizlay Vineyards. Welcome, John. Oh, it's so good to be back here on the, the Wine Road podcast. Good morning, ladies. Hey, so um, we always start our show with a wine of the day. And actually, I managed to grab this from you before we came. And this does not say Vizlay Vineyards. It says Sonoma Jones. So tell us about that. We have the Chardonnay with us this morning. I like the sound of that, yeah. Sonoma Jones. Mm-hmm. Sonoma Jones, it uh, just kind of rolls off the tongue. <laughs> um, yeah. So obviously, uh, being John Vizlay, uh, that's the name that I got from my father, and that's our family name. Um, but uh, my mother was such a huge influence in my life, I wanted to do something um, with her in mind. And uh, my mom's family are Joneses uh, from Springfield, Illinois. And uh, so I'm like, okay, well, I'm out here in Sonoma. Uh, we're the Sonoma Joneses, and uh, it's like Sonoma Jones. I like and that. So this, yeah, it's uh, it's really uh, uh, a tribute to my mother, and um, and Bisley Vineyards is 100 percent estate uh, wines. We have a small 10 acre ranch, and we grow all our own fruit, um, a dozen different varietals. Uh, so we're kind of limited in our production and our distribution in terms of Islay Vineyards being state wines. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we wanted to be able to broaden our horizon a little bit and uh, come up with a second label, uh, which uh, we uh, have developed as Sonoma Jones. And that is wine that we can make from uh, any any uh, grapes here in the uh, Sonoma County area. Nice. So that's kind of, uh, that's our plan, is to grow Sonoma Jones into a distribution arm for Vizlay Vineyards. And so this one, this is the 2019 Chardonnay that we're sipping on over here this morning, and it does say that it's from Russian River Valley. So It yeah, is. It that's is. awesome. You didn't want to yeah. call it Indianapolis Jones? <laughs> <laughs> Big draw. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, um, I love it, yeah, though. So, yeah, and we asked so many of our friends and uh, colleagues to help us with the label, and um, finally my son said, just yeah, just just sign it, and uh, so that's what we did. So that uh, Sonoma Jones is actually my signature, and um, uh, it was just a brilliant idea because of all of the different uh, proposals that were put in front of us for Sonoma Jones, nothing felt right, and um, and and we it, it, here we here we are with uh, me signing the label, and um, and that's it. Yeah, it's striking. It it's, looks really beautiful. It's nice. This this is really nice. Yeah, this is. Um, uh, it's uh, it was aged in neutral barrels, so there's not a lot of oak influence. So you're picking up a lot of the the uh, true um, flavors from right. the Chardonnay grape, and um, uh, we did put it through uh, malolactic, uh, so it does have a little creaminess on the finish, but um, but it really just presents a lot of fruit, and uh, and that's the kind of the style that we were wanting to go with with uh, Cinema Jones. Yeah, I like it. It's bright and creamy. It's got that both those angles going on. It's very nice. So, Thank you. So at this point, would people be able to buy it uh, just from reaching out on your website for Visley Vineyards, or you know, what would be the scoop at this point? Um, we do have a, a Visley Vineyards uh, website, and we do have the 
Sonoma Jones Rosé and Sonoma Jones Chardonnay, uh, both available there. And uh, we just signed on with a, uh, a distributor here in California, and they are taking both those wines to restaurants in the Los Angeles area. Great. So I can attest to the rosé as well as the Chardonnay that I'm sipping this morning because I have had the rosé as well. <laughs> it was delicious. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Perfect yes. summer. Yes. Perfect summer wine. And probably the next wine that we do will be uh, most definitely a red wine. And um, I'm leaning towards doing a Pinot. Nice. Um, and this is a very popular price point wine. So it's uh, it's wines that are. Um, well, we sell them here at the winery for uh, $30 and under. Right. So they're uh, very, very affordable. Yes. Yeah. So that's nice. It gives you an entree into doing something a little different off the main vineyard and a little deeper reach for your customers. That's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're we're very happy with it so far. Great. So tell me, um, I know every time that I run into you, you have something new happening that you're doing uh, construction-wise at the winery. It <laughs> seems like you're always <laughs> building something, planting something, making something. So what's uh, on the agenda for uh, recently? What have you been working on? Oh, gosh. So uh, this spring I took uh, six rows of Chardonnay, and I cut the heads off of them, and I grafted over so that we'll be able to grow more Malbec, oh. some, uh, Petit, Petit Verdot, mm, and nice. uh, Cab Franc. So we're going to have two additional rows of each of those. Um, 96% of the grafts took, and uh, we'll, we'll definitely be uh, picking grapes off of those vines next year. Wow. Um, so that's, that's very exciting. It's going to give us uh, several barrels of each of those varietals that we'll be able to play with. Uh, two years ago, I took out a little bit of zin and grafted over into uh, growing some more Cabernet. So, um, and we're... Believe it or not, we're going to grow a little bit more Merlot as well. So um, all those five different grapes go into our five vines blend. Mm-hmm. So we'll be able to increase production on our five vines. But not only that, we'll, a- we'll be able to finally um, be able to put out you know, a single varietal Malbec or a single varietal uh, Cap Franc. And, um, yeah, I was going to ask course, if you were going to do single varietals. That'll be great. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've done so well with our, our Cabernet. Um, Back in uh, 2017, we won best of class for uh, our Cabernet Sauvignon down at the San Francisco Chronicle competition. Mm -hmm. And um, so uh, the the cab coming out of the vineyard is so tasty. And um, so that's why we we expanded and put in a few more rows of cab just so that we could continue with the five vines and also continue to build up the the Cabernet Sauvignon program. So you talk about grafting... uh those those vines. I actually was at a vineyard about a week ago, and that's what someone was out there doing, grafting the vines. I did a great video of it. Oh, cool. So I will attach that video to the show notes for this show so people can see what that really means. It's such an art form. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very specialized thing. Um, not every vineyard hand can do it. No. It's, it's, uh, no, it's, it's very specialized. And um, they are literally taking a bud and cutting it down into a very specific shape and cutting a very specific spot on the vine, uh, the trunk of the vine, and grafting it in. And it, it's just, uh, it's it's like a mother suckling a new baby. Right. And uh, that thing just takes right off and starts to grow. It's um, it, it's really incredible. It, it shaves a couple of years off of the growing process when you're able to use an existing thriving vine yeah. and graft over to it. Right. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. 
Uh, we've been spending uh, the last couple of years uh, clearing out some land on the other side of our uh, seasonal little creek here and um, creating a space where uh, we can do uh, winery events and corporate events. And uh, it's just been uh, really uh, quite the endeavor. Uh, I like to say it's like <laughs> almost like building a state park. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's just been uh, so, so um, fun uh, and challenging to do over the last uh, couple of years, just, you know, kind of picking at it a little bit at a time. And we ordered uh, some artificial turf, and uh, that'll be delivered next week. So we leveled off a little area, uh, put down some nice uh, compacted base rock, and uh, we'll have about an 1,800-square-foot artificial turf area that we can use for, you know, all kinds of meetings and, um, you know, just gatherings. And then we'll be offering that space up for rent. That's, I mean, the location is going to be just breathtaking when all is said and done there. There there really are not a million places in wine country where you can really be literally surrounded by vineyards and have some sort of outdoor, you know, meeting or reception or a reunion or whatever. Yeah, so you're not going to be interrupted, uh, you know, by traffic noises or other people. I mean, it's it's just really a, a nice private little area. And um, yeah, we're so we're excited to get that online as well. And then, you know, we continue to make some improvements here uh, at the winery building. You know, it's 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 such a um, there's so much to do in the wine business. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it's it's you know because we're farming the vineyard, we're making the wine, we're we're hosting uh you know the you know, the hospitality side of it. Uh, we've got our uh, farm stay where we've got a five bedroom house right here on the property. So you know we're we're entertaining guests and and that house is rented almost hundred uh, percent occupancy year round. Uh, there's just always something going on here, and um, and, it, and it keeps us young, keeps us, uh, keeps us well, vibrant. Well, there's a good fountain of youth. That keeps us young. <laughs> I'm thinking, whoa, I'm exhausted <laughs> thinking about it. Every time I see you, it's just something different that you have going on there. It's like besides making the wine, like you said, and managing the vineyards, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm building a fence today. Oh, I'm putting in some flagstone. <laughs> like, okay, is power your, to you. Is your guest house primarily for wine club members, or how does that work? Uh, no, we have it listed on VRBO and Airbnb. Oh, nice! Uh, and obviously, our uh, wine club members uh, do get uh, dibs on the house, and um, yeah, we you know we we try to make it available for uh, for for pretty much everybody, and and we have it priced so affordably. Uh, that's what allows us to keep it rented pretty much year round. Yeah. You don't have squatters. Once I got in, I'd be hard to get me out. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be calling the sheriff on the Costas. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, we have friends at the sheriff's office. Yeah. So. <laughs> She's got to go. <laughs> have to lure you out with wine. <laughs> uh, oh, well. Yeah, a little breadcrumb trail of yes. wine bottles. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. If people come to visit, um, if they want to come to Visley Vineyards, is it a appointment only? Is there reservations required? Are you open seven days a week? I feel like everyone winery has a little different plan so what are you what yeah. are you doing right now we are open for walk-ins but we do have a reservation system online if okay. you'd like to go in online and uh, just kind of book your experience that way but you can call, always call us and um and we do have the capacity to take groups of 10 or or you know 10 or 12 people so um we've got a you know a nice little area and um it's 
not always easy. And, and anybody coming to wine country needs to know that if you've got a larger group of six or more, you you, you really have to make a reservation. Um, but um, but we're able to accommodate the, the the groups as well as the you know the the couple that just wants to drop in. So um, you know you mentioned the thing about the groups. Actually, on the wineroad.com on our website, this is brand new. We've just put a link right on the homepage for wineries that can accommodate. We went with groups of eight or more because it seems like now that you know, people are back and and traveling more and tasting more, we've been getting a lot of requests for people really getting together with groups of friends and wine to go tasting. So, um, you know, if you are a group, you do need a reservation, but we have a great link that shows all the wineries that can accommodate eight up to a hundred. So um, definitely right. check that out on the website and then get out there and do some tasting. Yeah. So let's see. So I think one thing that um, I enjoy telling people when they do come to visit, uh, I try to direct people to a lot of different experiences where there's maybe one cave tour, one really extensive food and wine pairing. But I think that the joy really of coming here and visiting our wineries is that so many of our members are really literally family owned. So if you do go visit John, you're going to probably meet John or his daughter, Abby, and that's who's going to be at the winery. And I think that's just, that's a great experience meeting the owners. Yeah, we'll put down whatever we're doing and, and, uh, and, you know, take care of you and, you know, share our limited knowledge with you and, you know, try to get, uh, get, get you, uh, encouraged to buy some wine. And, um, you know, it's, uh, but that's, that's our, that's our day job. And then, um, and then, and then, you know, when you leave, we'll go back to, to whatever you know, we were supposed to have finished laying yeah, flagstone, <laughs> riding fences. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know Abby takes under her wing a lot of the gardening that's going on there. And last year, she had so many big, uh, big tubs or whatever vegetable gardens. She yes, was growing tons yeah. of veggies. So I was out there one day, yes. and she, I had to walk the whole property with her. She had to show me every tomato. I'm like, okay, nice. good job. <laughs> and of course, uh, last year we got a, uh, we got some chickens. Oh yeah, and um, yeah. So um, uh, unfortunately, we yeah we've we've been able to provide uh, fresh eggs for our guests at the house, um, as well as grab a few for ourselves. But um, um, man, we were doing a little free ranging with the chickens, and that didn't work out so well. Um, oh, coyotes! Probably got we, some wild animals. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we had thirteen all together at one point, and uh, now we're down to four. Oh, well. So, <laughs> the cycle ones. of life. <laughs> yeah, really. Okay. Yeah, the cycle Akuna of Makata. life. <laughs> yeah. So now we don't free range anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's time for our Fast Five. Who's on the phone today? Jesse from Trioni Winery. Hey, oh, Jesse. Yay. Good to hear from you. What's Hi. your recipe? So I thought um, since it's strawberry season, I've got a strawberry gazpacho that is really easy, Ooh. and you serve it cold. So it's strawberries, simple syrup, rosé, your favorite barbecue spice rub, and huh. creme fraiche. Wow. That sounds interesting. That sounds amazing. And yeah. so how do we put that all together? Super easy. You throw all of the ingredients except for the creme fraiche in the blender, puree it up, pour it into your shooter glasses, and top it with creme fraiche. And the, the dry spice rub goes in the blender, too? It does. Yep. It adds a little savory characteristic wow. to the strawberries. Oh, because I thought you were going to do the rim of the glass or something with that. But You know, I hadn't thought about that. You totally could, but you want it inside. Yeah, for the for the flavor. For the yeah. 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 Wow. yeah, but you could as a little yeah. garnish. A little flair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little flair. I, I prefer the pens. Yeah. <laughs> 
great. Yeah, it's definitely a crowd pleaser, and it's nice and refreshing, and it's it's an easy on the spot um, appetizer pairing to do with your favorite rosé. I was gonna say, and pair that with a little rosé. Favorite yeah. rosé. Mm-hmm. Well, my favorite is Trioni Winery Rosé, obviously, and um, <laughs> yeah, so I put some of that Pinot Noir rosé in with the strawberries and puree that up, and then serve it with the rosé. Sounds, Sounds like amazing. All right. So we'll put that all in the show notes with the ingredients and the directions. Thanks so much, Jesse. You're welcome. So, Marcy, uh, do you have a, a book that you want to share with uh, John and I? Something that we should be reading? Well, actually, this is um, this is a book for you, Beth. Oh, this brother. is a write-up, but Beth's preference alley. Are there pictures? Um, no, but oh. <laughs> you'll love the title. This book is called Press for Champagne. Oh, well, there you go. And it's a guide to enjoying the world's greatest sparkling wine. And it's just, uh, it's really fun. And the one part that I thought, and, oh, sorry, and it's by Christopher Ruland. Okay. You know, there's a famous restaurant um, that put these little buttons in their restaurant Mm-hmm. Press for champagne, and they bring you champagne. Well, it became so popular. He goes through this book um, to each uh, producer's, um, you know, new world, old world. Mm-hmm. But there was one part in here that I thought was so funny. It made me think of you. Um, is it time for champagne? Yes, it is. <laughs> Drink champagne whenever you feel like it. <laughs> Breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Seriously, there is no bad time. It doesn't need to be a special occasion. Just go ahead and have that glass. I like it. So I thought, oh, this is for Bethy this Beth. Is my, yeah, that's my attitude. It's not only for celebrations, but it's a cute book. There's a lot of good history in here, too. It's a, a short book, so you would like that as well. Yeah. <laughs> no right. pictures. Right. See, when it gets down to it, it's a great wine, be it sparkling or champagne, and right. goes into what you can call champagne right. or not. It's it's a cute little guide, and it's fun. And I say, press for champagne. I like it. I mean... I would guess about 50% of our wineries along the wine road at this point produce a sparkling wine. Yes. Well, it's grown in popularity yeah. because it's so food friendly. That's the it thing. It pairs is with friendly. everything. Breakfast, you can, lunch, Yes, breakfast, dinner. lunch, and dinner. And it's also just a really beautiful wine. It can be, you know, a Chardonnay. It can be Pinot. It can be a Rosé. There's a lot of expressions of sparkling. If you're in a big group and you don't know what to order for the table, order bubbles. It goes with everything. I like it. That's why we get along so well. <laughs> Okay, I think that kind of wraps things up. I did want to say that uh, the next couple of shows, we are going to do a couple of itineraries because uh, we have had a lot of listeners write into me and say they really miss the itineraries. And now that wineries are open more and more, not reservation only, and it's not necessarily have to be a seated tasting, I think it's a little bit easier for us to recommend, you know, a quick little itinerary plan. We'd kind of held off on that for a while. So I think... uh, I think that's it. We really love that John could join us this morning. Yeah, thanks to John. We'll put a link to how to get in touch with him and how to visit the vineyards. And we'll put a link to the book and a link to this Sonoma Jones Chardonnay. Mm -hmm. And we'll see you on the wine route. Thank you. Bye. Bye.